I don't know if this is the Lonely Town podcast, but I want it to be. Welcome. This is Derek and Jimmy. It's been a little lonely around the town lately, but uh, we're we're back after uh, our our comeback was imminent, Jimmy. After a, a brief hiatus, I don't know. I'm just going to use all the words. The horse ran away, but we're back in the saddle. Good to be back. Life happens sometimes. We got holidays. We got responsibilities. In the past, we just shirked our responsibilities and did it anyway. But yeah, sometimes things catch up, and it was time to take a little a little breather. And uh, maybe we won't be every week, but I think we'll still be. We'll be around. Don't worry. Don't worry about us if you like us. We're not going anywhere. Uh, first off, though, I do want to thank everybody that. that that asked if we were, uh, <laughs> me and Jimmy broke up. <laughs> if something that happened, uh, it's, it's good to know that people care and listen. Uh, thanks to everybody that was showing around the, the Spotify end of the year results and things that came in. Um, I think I can speak for Jimmy on the fact that we're humbled that anybody cares enough to listen and the amount of minutes and, and things that are out there. Uh, we, we care just as much about you guys as you do about us. All the victims that listen give us support. I remember the first time we saw like something posted on, I think it was Reddit, it might have been Facebook, but where we were kind of mentioned as in a thread or something, kind of as experts or, or we said or quoted or something like that. I think both of us were kind of uh, surprised that, that people cared enough to even cite us. So uh, thank you for the support of all the victims and everybody that listens. Everyone that's been sharing the podcast, we we appreciate you guys. And so, end of the year wrap up, we appreciate you just as much as uh, any of you could ever appreciate us. Yeah, and our last episode that uh, we posted was our fan appreciation post where we let people send us rec- recordings of them talking about what the killers mean to them. And it, it was kind of nice for me to to let that out, linger out there for a while on its own, just to give time for everyone that wanted to find it to find it and. Uh, listen to that because I think it was really special. It was a lot of fun to put together and to hear all the the contributions that we received. So I hope you enjoyed that and thank you to everybody who participated. For those of you that didn't get to participate, we might do it again down the road. You never know. It's not going to be uh, something we do a lot because we watch still be special and have some meaning to it. And if you do it every week, it kind of loses that luster. But maybe next time we'll do a little more of a heads up warning so everybody can get their stuff in and, and go from there. It's a good Thanksgiving time activity. I think, I think so. so. Maybe it'll be an annual Thanksgiving tradition unlike unlike the world has seen. <laughs> when Rebel Diamonds was announced, I was thinking we already had a Greatest Hits album and I was trying to uh, come to grips with the rumors of another album uh, were out there. We knew that the EP was mas- being mastered. I I don't know. I knew there was like five or six songs that were supposed to come out, and we knew a couple of them. And then all of a sudden, it seemed like this came out of left field of, uh, we're just going to do 20 years, greatest hits, wrap it up, and there's going to be a new song on there called Spirit. Uh, but we knew all the other songs. And it was a place for, for uh, your side of town and boy to end up on. I saw Spirit, and I kind of thought it's probably just a little bit of a, a leftover somewhere to put it, some some reason for people to have to buy the album, which you don't have to do anymore. I understand. I still have that mindset of you'd have to buy the whole album to get the song, even though you just buy the single. But in my mind, it's like, okay, that's a reason for people to go and get this. I don't know. If it was any good, it probably would have already came out, is what I thought. <laughs> And and talking with, with you, Jimmy, uh, I think it was a text message or something 
Are you, uh, you said that you were going to start a rumor online that this was a uh, Christian rock type of song. No, I was going to start a rumor that it was a Christmas song. Oh, Christmas. So that we had a, a new Christmas song. That was it. I thought you said Christian rock. Same thing. They, anyways, I thought when I first saw so I first heard it uh, as we are recording it, it came out, uh, I guess, last night at midnight today, whatever you want to call it. And my first time I heard it, I thought, well, Jimmy just didn't nail the head on that one. But I guess it wasn't a Christmas no, song. No, I was wrong. I wanted it to be Christmas songs. Uh, for me, and we'll dive into this more, uh, I think we'll talk more about Rebel Diamonds, and we might do more of Spirit. I want to probably do another episode down the road when we get to the album, just because sometimes you let things marinate and linger. You find things or, or things surface that you don't see right the first day. I want to preface that we might be able to come back and visit Spirit again at some point, but or we might not ever. Who knows? Whatever we feel like it. That's See what kind of personality it grows as it gets older. But yeah. Yeah, we definitely want to get something out about it now that it's fresh. For me, usually, especially some of these newer songs and Pressure Machine and stuff, uh, some of them were kind of growers as far as uh, the first time I heard it, I thought, oh, that's different or that's nice. And even your side of town, I'm like, oh, we'll see how I feel about it in a month or two. Uh, spirit hit me. I got hit by the spirit, Jimmy. And <laughs> I'm, I'm down. I think this thing... Uh, it came out with a punch. I think it might be the perfect killer song released as of now as far as all the fan base, uh, whether you're in the religious side, you just like the, the beat and the dance side, you're a lyric guy, you like the small town, you like Vegas. This, at, I mean, <laughs> this has it all. Am I am I wrong here or, or where, where do you come out? Well, I'd like to hear your small town Vegas perspective, definitely on the religious side and the dance side. I can see the... Okay. We'll get into it, and I mean, I might be off base. This is just me, me going over it. I probably listened to it, I don't know, ten, fifteen times so far. I mean, we don't have the official lyrics. I'm just going off of what people put on the internet. Oh, Jimmy's got the official. No, they're on the on the YouTube video. Oh, that's where good people go that know what they. Well, I just I stumbled upon it. I do random random Google's, and what you get is what you get. Wikipedia app rolls. Anyway, I always have to preface with I never wanted to talk religion when we did this podcast. And it seems like there's no way to avoid it, and that's fine. And I've kind of came to closure of that and just realized it is what it is. But again, coming into this song, it's just, uh, man, there's some layers to the onion here. So Spirit, obviously, in a traditional form, is what's inside of you. Like, as a religious person, you would say the Spirit's the soul. It's what's inside of a person that gives them life, right? In a... In another religious context, there's the uh, the spirit of God or like the Holy Trinity. Yeah, the Holy the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And in uh, the LDS religion, as far as I know, probably many others, uh, sometimes you you feel the spirit or you get hit upon or moved by the spirit is a is a phrase used, right? So uh, I think there's some context to that um, in bringing that up in this song. As far as uh, Brandon just kind of wraps it all up here. So, uh, when we when we start off, can you leverage love? Can you can you process pain? I think a lot of people use religion for that context of they need love or they need something in their life to fill a void that they feel, or you know you lose somebody, you lose something, you have this you have, you have this pain, you have death that you got to face, and a lot of people use religion either as a way to cope with that or, or something like that and just right off the gates 
it might be a little out of context of how I break this down as far as like not the storyline, but just words and phrases and things. But right off the bat, I'm like, that's would be in uh, the church context. People would use the spirit for those two things. And I'm just like, where did this song come from? You know, so that just comes right out of there. Fruits of the spirit are love and this, yeah, the joy the spirit will bring comfort. Yeah, comfort. Yeah, the comfort. I'll send the comforter. Yeah. Uh, and then that goes on to my dreams are big and bathing in light. We've talked about that before too. Uh, jet fueled big dreams, too big for Nephi, too big for this small town. Uh, Brandon's got these huge uh, dreams, but bathed in light just makes me think of that neon Nevada. You got the strip, you got Fremont Street, where it's just glowing light. He's down. He's got huge dreams, and he's got this place where where he can go about and do it. So, and then the light wires, the electricity going through the atmosphere. If you've ever been in a you know Las Vegas or or something like that, there's almost something uh, palpable in the air sometimes where you can go and you feel that you feel that there's a spark, there's an energy, um, and then. The same could be contrast to people in religious service. When they feel the spirit, people talk about like it's a fire inside of them. It's a palpable feeling that they get. It's a spark and it's electricity. So you have these two, I mean, we say it all the time, but like Vegas is very worldly. Not, I mean, there's religious people in Vegas. I always offend people, but it's not seen, seen as this worldly. A lot of chapels. Go, go get, yeah, go get yours, you know, go lust, greed, all that other thing. And then there's the other side of like branded a religion where you don't think these things meet together, but right here from the get go, a live wire, and I can argue a live wire being the, the Las Vegas strip, gambling all night, being up debaucherous, doing all these things and feeling live. And I can argue that you're in church on Sunday, feeling the Holy Spirit and, and, <laughs> and you know, the same, the same thing there. So right out of the get go, I'm just like, where where are we going? Where's this going? Not to mention the beat and the music and everything going on there. So uh, that's just uh, right out initial smack in my face, Jimmy. Um, what would you got thoughts on that first first couple? Of wow, that that's a lot to take in because I came in here thinking one thing about the song and just listening to you talk and looking at the lyrics has brought a whole new perspective because you know you brought up. I was looking, I was focusing so much on the chorus, but. Uh, I kind of skipped over the very first line. It says, wiped out, sucking on the fumes of a long-gone flame. You know, I think you could think about a former love, but I think uh, it could easily be seen as talking about someone that you love who has died and having to leverage love and process pain. I mean, when you lose someone, there's a lot of, of pain and, and lost love. And so as I was thinking through that, and I looked down and saw in the verse where it says, or sorry, in the chorus where it says, where does the spirit go? And on the on the YouTube uh, posts of the song by the killer's official account, it has the lyrics in the description, and spirit is capitalized. Uh, you know, I was thinking spirit in terms of you know being religious in general. I started thinking about it in terms of this the spirit of the person who died, who you lost, that you loved. Now I'm thinking in terms also of the the Holy Spirit. Where does the Holy Spirit go? Because it's capitalized. I hadn't thought of it that way. When you think of it in terms of death, I think it a lot, makes a lot of sense to, to ask, where does this person's spirit go? Is it is it free now? Is it holy? I, I thought of that in those terms when I first heard it as well, but I was trying to think of it more as a a theme than, you know, talking about really actually someone who died than it might be talking about in the very first line. If your 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 life is wiped out, your spirit 
would go away from your body and who, who, where does it go? Let it go. Uh, I think you can play both cards, though. I, that's where I think it comes in that uh, depending on the way you're looking at or situated, if you're losing uh, somebody or lost somebody in your life, uh, you, can, you can go that way. If you're pondering about the meaning of life or the big picture, if there is a God or if anything like that, you can go the other route, especially when it comes to the chorus. You know, where's the spirit go? Is it someplace holy? I don't know if it's true, but I want it to be. I think this goes back to Brandon uh, talking about being on the ex-Mormon Reddit and, you know, when we're hearing him speak at that conference, uh, he's a natural believer, he said, but he's read a lot of these stories where people have lost their faith or, you know, just don't believe in what they used to believe in and, and kind of coming from that angle. I don't know if it's true, but I want it to be. The faith is in there. Uh, that's the same with if somebody dies. Do they go, do they live on? Is the soul go on? I don't, I mean, I don't know, but I want it to be true. Uh, is, you know, what I've been taught growing up, he's, you know, very outspoken about Christianity and, and believing in Christ is, you know, when you die, you get resurrected, you go live with Jesus again. I don't know, but I want it to be, I think you can make both cases on that. And I, I'm guessing that's the context where this is coming from. Uh, maybe it's just what I'm going through in life. I don't know. Uh, but I think a lot of people do get to a point where they question what's going on here. You know, uh, you lose somebody and, and they're just gone and you want to know what's going on here. Or you grow up and, and things don't add up or make sense or you, you decide something's not quite what you want it to be. You have to come to a conclusion of either what I believed isn't right or you just go to double down, say I got faith that I want it to be. But, you know, what happens? Where's the spirit go? Where's the... The spirit leaving the body go, and where's the Holy Spirit go? Is it, you know, is it here? Does it go someplace holy? Is it just something I've made up or or whatever? Then it's the, hey, I want it to be, which I think is that uh, morsel of faith, that, that little mustard seed out there that a lot of people just need that in their life to to cope with those earlier things that we talked about with the uh, potential loss of love or, or uh, what was that first line there? Processing pain and, and leveraging love. Some people need something to do those things and uh, whether or not it's true or not i want it to be i think is a, is a very uh capturing statement i guess or, or or bold statement of i don't know but i want it to be because if not i have to go and face all this uncertainty and uh and that's a lot of pressure for for anybody to go through especially uh when you're questioning things or losing uh, loved ones so i just thought out of the out of the bat um <laughs> that, that's uh that's why I had to re-listen to this song uh, quite a bit this morning because I I was not expecting I was expecting a good little filler song to just get people kind of excited about the album. I wasn't thinking this is going to be a a deep uh, philosophical uh, conversation me and Jimmy are going to be having later today. <laughs> and you know uh, maybe maybe I'm off base here, but uh, to me it all lines up and adds up to kind of these these bigger questions of things and. Uh, with what Brandon's been expressing in interviews and things, I think that's kind of where his mindset's been. So, yeah, I think um, it's interesting where he, where he talks about don't cover my eyes when darkness dampens my sight. My dreams are big and bathing in light. You know this this idea of of darkness. Uh, you know, I think it's pretty pretty symbolic of you know your eyes being covered is just the unknown more than you know literally having someone the darkness when your eyes are closed, but lacking knowledge and the darkness that that can leave you in. And then, um, you know, just the, the contrast with, he doesn't need his eyes open to see the light. 
that comes in his dreams. So, I mean, I went with Las Vegas and in, in the light and that, uh, you know, with big dreams, but also it could be a lot of people have God as light out of darkness that, you know, he's bathed in, in the light. He's converted. He's, he's living this life. All oh, this is, uh, just trying to find the faith to fill the gap. So it kind of goes back to that same, uh, question of where's the spirit go? I don't know, but I want it to be, and just trying to find the faith to fill that gap of the questioning of what happens, uh, no matter which road you're going to go down, whether it's the Holy Spirit or a person's spirit. I'm covered in the light, I believe what I believe or I want to, and I need that to fill the gap because I can't cope with not having that, I guess. I don't... I... Yeah, and, um, you know, the, that lack of knowledge, uh, that darkness is, I think, the, the creases in the map. <laughs> there... You know, there's a lack of knowledge about where where the spirit goes. So, you know, I, I make, and with my wife, I always talk about, make fun of people on, it's usually on like reality TV shows where they'll talk about this journey that they've been on on this show. And I'm like, this is not a journey. I just hate when people overuse that word. I might have made it said it on here before, but with life, in a way, is a journey. It's, I, I mean, if you think in terms of the LDS perspective of the plan of salvation, it's, this life is just a small, is is a small step on the map of of the, the grander scheme of God. But I I was thinking on my way over here that I might call the song faith, not spirit. But I'm glad he actually says the word faith in here because it's to me that's what the song is about. Is I hope that it's true that that's the core of faith. I believe so. And then uh, flashing God's image across uh, the long night. That's another thing uh, in the LDS faith is believe that you were believe the men were created in the image of God so that's kind of a, a churchy uh that's something that you'd hear across the pulpit I guess so to say is is created in God's image I mean this is just kind of struggling with trying to come to copes with things and and what comes to his remembrance of things he can hold on and find that faith or, or grasp onto right is uh he's got the he's got the live wire touch me I think is kind of get the same I, I think it's to those people that have lost their faith or don't have that faith or certainty. Touch me, I got the fire. Is like, let me share my faith with you, so to say. Or, I the live wire. Um, you know, if a, if a wire is live and you touch it and somebody holds your hand, they'll they'll feel they'll get electrocuted as well. So it's like, <laughs> I'll come get electrocuted in in the church with me. I don't know, for lack of a better term of like, yeah. it, it's a it's contagious. It's a contagious or. We'll all fry together or whatever you want to say, but I uh, just kind of feel that gap and feeling that power of, uh, I got the energy, I got the spirit coming, coming, coming. If you don't have it, if, if, uh, I want it to be coming, get some of this off me as far as lyrically anyways, it's very, very religious. Uh, I think there's a lot of religious context to it. Yeah. He says, the, so come on. The second time he says, touch me on my live wire, he says, this is a lasting fire which is another symbolic description of the Holy Spirit um, burning like a fire. I think that goes right along with what you're saying. But if you're not into religion or anything like that, I think you can still hear the light and the dreams and the following your dreams and uh, just have the, almost faith in that way of like, let's go, follow me, live your dreams. We got the big light. We got the neon. We got whatever. Whatever you're after, just come. 
you can just uh, parlay it or, or change it into uh, a worldly context as far as feel life. I mean, come, I don't know. They were living in, in Nevada. They formed a band. Is this thing going to work? I don't know, but I want it to and will it into existence to where they got 20 years and Rebel Diamond's coming out and you can totally uh, switch it up or use it in that context too. But the music itself is very pop, kind of a rocky pop kind of thing. And uh, an up-tempo, and uh, I could see this being played at, uh, like, dance clubs and that kind of a thing, where you wouldn't typically think something that I could argue as Christian rock would be played, or, or yeah, I, I know, I don't, I mean... Not everyone's going to go as deep in the lyrics as we... Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, and then sometimes, I mean, a lot of the band would, would go that deep nor care, and I don't think it's meant... I mean, I think you can take away from it what you want to get from it. And I don't think Brandon's trying to be over proselytizing or trying to convert uh, victims, but in the same, I think it he needs the passion, and this is where he's finding it. And where in uh, Pressure Machine, it was more slow and deliberate, and you could break down the lyrics, and uh, this is what that's about, and and some people loved it, some people hated it. This is a song that can just be playing, and you can just go, you know, fist pumping, jumping at the, the show, and and just shout, but I want it to be, and no one, I, they don't, who cares? They don't care what it's about. And I, I mean, you know, me and Jimmy can speculate what it's about, but no one knows, but I I just think it's got, that's what I'm saying, it's got the best of, like, no matter what you're into for the, like, if you're into the killers because you, you're a small town Nephi person, done right, I think you can get behind this. If you're a 20-year victim that saw their first show in Vegas and been following them ever since, you can get into it. If you just like dance beats, you can get into it. If you like the guitar and the the vocal, like I mean, there's the, this song is uh, the lyrics. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a good one. It's uh, full and symbolic. It's uh, it's it, it's been surprising to me. Um, again, this is just a short. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it right now, so I guess <laughs> let it digest a little bit. But as Come far as spirit and spirit, as far as a new killer song, since I, I West Hills when I first heard that, I was into it too. But that's obviously because. I know where the West Hills were, and it was referencing my life, so to say. As far as like uh, that whole Pressure Machine album was was uh, me Jimmy's childhood, so we're a little biased to it, or at least a lot of it was was related there. One quick thing, Jimmy, is have you ever heard the uh, Underworld song uh, "Slippery," "Born Slippery"? Yeah, from Train Spotting. Yeah, I have. Uh, there's there's a pretty easy to catch that. A lot of people have posted about that. A lot of people have been posted about that, and I can see that uh, being an influence as well. Um, obviously, lyrically, it's not, but the uh, the the beat and uh, kind of the, the sound and feel of the song is, is pretty similar there. Yeah, I definitely uh, can hear the influence, whether intentional or not. It's hard to hard to think it couldn't be intentional <laughs> with how close it sounds, but yeah, definitely worth a listen for comparison's sake. Um, one of the, you brought up West Hills. You know, that's that's what the lyric reminded me of in Spirit, where it says, is it holy and free? You know, just the part of West Hills where he says free in the West Hills. And then he talked about, um, on the Rebel, Rebel Diamonds, a video that came out today, where he talks about some of the songs, and it's about four minutes long. It's just like the 20th of the 20 videos they posted. He talked about uh, being free, uh, walking on the dusty streets, you know, free and innocent, I think he said, and or something like so he might not have said those words, but that was the that was the takeaway I had from it was more of this um, you know carefree attitude. You know when I when I came in today, I was thinking of this song in a different in a different light. 
mainly. Last night I listened to the interview Brennan did with Zach Lowe. Uh, it was about an hour long, but one of the questions that Zach asked him about was about uh, the lyric, I got sold, but I'm not a soldier. And Brandon said that it was about a time in his life when he wasn't really going to church, but he was still a good person. You know, he wasn't really following religion, but he was he was still a good person. And for me, that's uh, the same idea of, of this song, that he doesn't know for sure what's true, but for now, just wanting it to be true is enough. And uh, just kind of that ambiguity and knowledge and faith just that's that's what it brought up to me when before you started talking about death and the holy spirit or <laughs> to yourself you know makes me like it even more now so thanks thanks i'm glad i heard your perspective on it but uh do you have a favorite line from the song uh i think it's but i want it to be because i think that's relatable to everybody uh regardless in life of how you were brought up or what you do or do not believe there are things in life that you do not know uh, with certainty, whether religious or just life in general. Uh, there, there are things you deal with or go about daily that you do, uh, not knowing the result. But, I mean, you put money in a 401k because you don't know if you'll be able to retire, but you want to someday. Uh, you might go to church, not because you you necessarily even believe or know that what they're preaching is the truth, or what you perceive as the truth, but you want it to be. Uh, you know, you're, you're raising your kids and you're telling them to do something a certain way, not because you necessarily believe that, but you want the results to be something, so that's what you want it to be. So I think you can grasp on faith regardless of uh, what you do or don't believe or can relate to. Um, we went really religious on this, but I don't think it necessarily has to be that way. Uh, but there's something in there that's going to, that everybody can relate to in their life. I want it to be, you know, whether that's life after death or just, you know, I, I'm going to have robes to drive down. So I pay my taxes. I don't know. There's <laughs> that. So for me, that, that would be my favorite, uh, right off the cusp. That was what it was. Yeah. I think a lot of people, uh, might feel like they can't live off of that hope forever, but it might be enough just to get you through what you're going through right now. And, uh, you know, the, the essence of the getting by, <laughs> That, uh, you know, might be that desire or hope is just enough to, to get you by the current, current problems you're, you're facing. But, um, I think from the other perspective, you could also say you hold on that to too long without something more substantial and you could just be waiting on a miracle to come. Yeah. <laughs> Keep on waiting. That's where I, I think, uh, my line there. I think those three songs, I think they were pressure machine songs. I think, uh. I think this one definitely was a pressure machine song and where we heard uh just doesn't fit like the the music or was it musically? I can't remember how yeah. sonically, I don't know the official terms, but uh, I could see this and totally get the pressure machine vibes off of the lyrics. Uh but when you have the music there's no way that it fits in there and, and kind of the same. We've talked about boy, obviously, uh having the pressure machine with Nephi and your side of town. I don't know as much um as far as if we connect with that to Nephi as much or, or small town, whatever. But uh, either way, I could see those three kind of being the ones that didn't quite fit but needed a home. And this is a, I think Rebel Diamonds is a good, good place for them. I think we'll talk more about the album and some of the spoken word type, type things. Uh, I, 
first taking a little hiatus, there was a lot of killer stuff coming out that I think we can touch on and talk about uh, as much um, black or kind of the things people were getting uh, killers running their social media and not being able to figure it out and stuff. I, I think uh, the promotional uh, promotional side of things they were doing for this album uh, was Grand Slam, like more than a home run. I think they hit it out of the ballpark on, on all that kind of uh, things that were going around. And from the last time we talked, it was uh, where the killer's getting disbanded and is Brandon just going to do his own solo projects and tour to now uh, looking bigger and better than ever. So Getting videos from Mark and Dave. Yeah, so just a couple of months can really make a big change of things. So that's another thing just to remember, don't ever uh, kind of overreact on things because, uh, you know, there's those silver linings and right around the corner you got a new Lonely Town podcast and a, a Killers album and Mark and wow. and Dave and everybody. What more could you have? What more? It's, it's not even Christmas. Mark, Dave, and Lonely Town. Right, before before Christmas, so. And a new song. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but, but you know, the, I think the, the marketing department or whoever was in charge of that, uh, they did a really good job. And uh, so I'll give kudos out. We're always kind of there to, we don't necessarily bash, but yet sometimes people are really fast to jump on what they don't like or say, oh, they should have done this, or I can't believe they, they messed up that. Uh, this whole Rebel Diamonds, from coming out of almost nowhere to where it's landed now, I, I think they've done an uh, excellent job on promoting a greatest hit album on a band that already had a greatest hits album. I want to close my thoughts with my testimony that <laughs> you know I my favorite lyric is... Um, so come on, touch me on my live wire, because at the end he changes it. The very last chorus, I guess, I don't know what to call it. Uh, the last four lines where he kind of brings in uh, stuff from earlier in the song and mashes it up, and he says, "So come on, touch me, I'm alive." Come on, is it holy and free? So he drops the wire and. S- and combines the A and live to make it with the word alive. Touch Me, I'm Alive, which I think is a fitting close to the song, considering it starts with uh, what could be seen as someone you love dying. Um, to end with, come on, touch me, I'm alive. I think it brings that hope together. Um, it kind of comes full circle on uh, the, the person he's singing about at the beginning singing back to him at the end to say, yes, the spirit is alive. Yes, I am alive. Um, your hope is well-placed. So um, I really like that, the way he he changes it there at the end. Yeah, and uh, we've talked about that before. Obviously, it's a Killers podcast. You're a Killers fan if you're listening to this. But Brandon has really evolved as a songwriter and a storyteller and little things like that. You don't find uh, across the board. I uh, listen to a lot of music. I like a lot of music. And there's some people that are really good songwriters. And then there's some people that are kind of status quo. And then there's people that just have other people write stuff for them. And uh, it can work. I mean, a lot of people have made a lot of money never writing a song in their life. Or they have kind of a formula that works for them. And they just go down and that's what happens. Uh, it seems like, uh, at least from from my perspective... And uh, with what Jimmy said there, that Brandon, he evolves as a writer. This is a lot different than, like, Mr. Brightside or when you were young 
um, lyrically as far as, you know, it opens up kind of to where we can interpret it philosophically a million different ways. But then it closes with, uh, you know, he could have just left it the same. But to him and to you and the listening audience now, uh, when they hear that, that can change the whole perspective of the song just with that last line of uh, what what's trying to be uh, conveyed there. So uh, hats off to Brandon and uh, everybody. I don't know who else helped write on that song, so I don't know if this <laughs> is Brandon himself, but those little things make a difference, and when you're listening and breaking down songs, those are the little things that I usually don't catch for months, so, so thanks for sharing that, Jimmy. Yeah, he does a similar thing with uh, where he says, chuck it up to being young, chuck it up to being dumb. You know, young and dumb is a is a common phrase, but he changes it to say chuck it up to being dumbed down by the creases, you know, and makes it flow into the next line. And I really like when he does that kind of stuff. It shows his um, uh, creativity as a lyricist. And uh, when I when the when I first listened to the song, I thought, you know, it's different, but I'm glad I'm glad they're doing something different. I'm I'm glad they're trying new things. Uh, some people hate it. Some people love it. But I think they have to do it. I think, you know, it's it might be uh, these songs might have resulted in a dead end as far as they're, where they want to take their music, and they might take it a different direction, but that's okay. I think it was worth ex- exploring. I'm glad they didn't just trash everything. I'm glad we got these songs. You know, I, I like it. I uh, It's not my favorite, but um, it's like, you know, I he doesn't change the pitch in his voice. Like, he doesn't ever crescendo or like uses the power that his voice has when he he goes big on a my soul's warning own soul's warning kind of thing but yeah um you know like the song it sounds like the 2000s early 2000s dance track it's something that you know that consistent beat and consistent tone makes it easy to to bounce along to so you know it's it might not play to all his his vocal strength but that's okay it's it's a good song and it sounds it's got a different sound. It sounds great, I think. Yeah. I uh, Usually, um, if I've seen a band live, there's a few artists and things I've went to multiple times, and, and there's some people that anytime they come in concert, I'm going to try to be there. Uh, our first experience with the Killers, and we've talked about it on this show, it's kind of strange that we're doing this show is because I think we were both a little disappointed, and everybody that you seem to see talks about how great the live show was. I went out to see him a few more times since then, and I think it was my expectations going into it that were the problem, not the band's performance. And uh, seeing them since has been great. And Brandon's an ex- excellent front man. We've talked about uh, that evolution. Usually when you go to a concert, uh, you want to see the hits and you want to see the, the, the songs that, you know, you want the new things or the new stuff. Uh, I don't know the next time we'll have an opportunity to see The Killers. Uh, they're doing um, some shows over in the U.K., Right now, we're associated with this. I don't know if we're going to get anything over here. Um, I'm assuming that we'll get some, probably close, uh, but I don't know for sure. I would be excited to see this song in your side of town almost more than, you know, some of my favorites. Like, if they don't play a Bright Side or, or uh, I don't know, some of those that you just go to here, right? Or, or you know, uh, when you were young or, or some of the more classic ones that, oh, I need to hear that. Um, like My Own Soul's Warning, uh, Spirit, and and when you were, or not when you were young, that's why I just said, when you play, 
and, and your side of town or something, which I wouldn't have thought when they first came out, but those are ones I want to hear live and see how the fans and, and the crowd reacts. And, and I, I think you get that, that energy, that electricity going through there. I think those are, there's some pretty big songs there. I don't know. Just, that's just a random thought that just came to my head there. But uh, most bands, you know, you don't you don't want to hear that. Like the Rolling Stones are going on tour with with uh, Hackney Diamonds. I've been looking at at, at places to go see them because I I got to the point where I'm like I probably should I'd, I'd like to see the Rolling Stones. And you always say I was Tom is limited. Yeah, you've been saying that for for 20 years. But uh, I mean, you know, when they when I go there. I don't want to hear the new songs. I want to hear the stuff that was released in the, like the fifties and, and, and seventies and stuff. So, uh, I, I'm sure I want to hear like, you know, uh, the hits from the killers too, but I want to hear the new stuff, which usually isn't how that works. Or you might want to hear just one new single or something like that. And it might be cause we're closer to it or cause we've been working, um, going through all these songs and, and, uh, the new albums and stuff. But, uh, Anyway, for what it's worth, I hope those I hope those make it make it onto the set list. And I don't know how you do uh, all the songs because they're they're getting to the point where you can't do it all. So, but, but one thing's for sh- for certain, not all the songs have been written. There's still water in that well, uh, obviously. So I think that's the thing to get excited about, whether you like Spirit or not. It's obvious there's obviously more to come, and they're not they're still kicking. They're still alive. That wire is live, and I think Brandon said in that interview he's got at least twenty more years. So yeah, twenty down, twenty more at least. I think lyrically, and uh, and as long as they're charging six hundred dollars for the top level of a concert stadium ticket, as long as people are paying, you're gonna you're gonna see him for twenty more years. But but regardless if they take a, a little break or not, um, Brandon's in a spot right now where he's producing some really good things uh, lyrically. So when they do come back, or when he puts out a solo album, or uh, whatever happens here going forward, I think we're in a really good spot, and I think it's a good time for me and you to have started this podcast because, yeah, we've been doing it a few couple of years now, but if we had started it before, then there were some walls, and uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it didn't seem like there was as much coming out, and maybe it's because we weren't focused on it, whereas now, I think there's a lot of speculation, there's a lot of anticipation, and then there's just a lot of good stuff coming out, and we can go back and, and cover the old stuff, so... Uh, I, I think we uh, I think we hit the nail on the head right there, Jimmy. Yeah, I don't know if this podcast will be the world's longest running podcast ever, but I want it to be. You got twenty years left in you. We'll see. <laughs> I thought we had twenty days. I kind of like the mean you had different perspectives, though. That's always fun. Uh, a lot of times we come in just like, yep, and agree, agree, and mm-hmm. uh, that's a good thing about is about music and things is, uh, man, I, you know, you go back and listen to a song and. Your perspective might change. It might just be where we're at in life or, or what's going on in our life. But, uh, you know, here in six months, if we touch base again or, or something like that, we might feel totally different about the song. And that's uh, that's the fun part, open to interpretation. And uh, we're just a couple of guys doing it. So it's it's not like we're uh, the final word or, or the experts on it by any stretch. So if you don't agree with anything that we said, that's, that's fine. And uh, just go ahead and leave us a five-star review saying as much, please. And thank you. With that being said, it's another episode down from Lonely Town.